0: If you're looking for a new Bible study to start off the new year, can I recommend the Gospel-Centered Life Studies? If you go to the New Growth Press website, you'll find lots of options to choose from. You can study biblical books like Ruth or Jonah, or biblical topics like Christian living, Christian community, or Christian parenting. Each of these 8-12 to week studies leads you into God's Word and into His grace, and they're ideal for individuals or for groups. To learn more, search for Gospel-Centered at NewGrowthPress.com. And today I get to welcome Eliza Huey. Eliza is a biblical counselor, speaker, and author living in the metro D.C. area. She's a contributing writer for the Biblical Counseling Coalition, the Journal of Biblical Counseling, and is the author of several books, Raising Teens in a Hypersexualized World and Raising Kids in a Screen-Saturated World. In addition to private practice work, Eliza also serves as the Director of Counseling at McLean Bible Church in Northern Virginia. She also serves as the Dean of Biblical Counseling for Metro Baltimore Seminary. Eliza and her husband, Ken, have been married for 27 years and have three young adult children and a new daughter-in-law. So congratulations and welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you, Champ. It's exciting for me to be here. I enjoy listening to the podcast and um and happy to contribute.
0: That is wonderful. I'm so glad that you're able to be on today. And I am really looking forward to the verse that you have today. It's one of my favorites. So why don't you introduce us to it and read it for us?
1: Sure. This is from Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 12, and it's, Kind of in the middle of a story, so I um, I'll read the verse and then I maybe give you a little context to the story. Perfect. It says, "O oh, our God, will you not execute judgment on them? For we are powerless against this great horde that is coming against us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you."
0: This verse is great. When I was first in ministry, I feel like this verse really resonated with me because I didn't know what to do. So why mm. don't you set some of the context here? Right. Where do we find this verse in 2 Chronicles?
1: Right. So this is actually King Jehoshaphat, and he's the king of Judah. And he's... He- he's come into reign fairly young. He's 35 years old Mm. and he ends up reigning for about 25 years. And what's happening is there is uh, this, this group of people, the Moabites, and they're coming against him to fight against them. And they've actually formed an alliance with two other nations. So this is no small um, attack that's Mm. coming against him. These armies are coming up against to fight against the people of Judah and they see that they're coming. And there's a real sense of, Dread and doom as they see that they really are outnumbered, that this situation is far too big Hmm. for them. So they pray which is already a great example for us, they pray. Mm -hmm. And in praying, they recognize the king kind of admits like we have no power. Mm -hmm. They really understand their powerlessness in this situation apart from God. And that's really where we kind of pick up this verse is they begin to say, okay, this is our circumstance. It's way too big for us. And so they look to God and that's what you see in this verse is this prayer is we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you.
0: Wow. So faced with overwhelming opposition and what from a human perspective would be certain destruction, they're calling out to the Lord. And I'm going to go ahead and read it again. This is Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 12. I'm reading out of the Christian Standard Bible. God's word says, Our God, will you not judge them? For we are powerless before this vast number that comes to fight against us. We do not know what to do, but we look to you. What a great prayer. So Mm -hmm. how did you find this verse and how did it become meaningful to you?
1: Yeah. So for me personally, this verse came, somebody actually shared it with me in the midst of a really difficult situation. And the good thing about how they shared it is we were both kind of looking at some struggles, some difficulties, and I was kind of seeking counsel and there was no easy answer. And I think that's what's so helpful about this verse is hmm. we find ourselves in situations like that all the time where mm-hmm. there's just no easy answer. And so this verse was such a comfort to me because it in in many ways I look at it as kind of a it points us to other places in scripture where we see how God really wants us to just come to him and look to him. And it reminds me also, there's a verse in Psalm 32, I think it's verse eight or somewhere around there where it says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way that you should go. And I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. And Hmm. so when I heard this passage in second Chronicles, it just kind of connected that this is kind of like, divine eye contact that we're getting in the midst of our struggles like we can we can we can look to him but he also looks at us and looks mm-hmm. us right in the eye and says I'm going to care for you I'm going to counsel you I'm going to I'm going to be there for you in the midst of this and we see in in 2nd Chronicles that actually what we hear is that God says you don't have to fight this battle I'm going to do it for you which is so encouraging so that just gave me a lot of faith for what I was facing
0: Absolutely. So even in your own life personally, but then also in your professional life as a counselor, I mean, you're talking to people all the time (laughs) who are facing situations where there are no easy answers. So in your experience, do you see the Lord providing those answers or answering this kind of prayer in other ways?
1: I think it's a mix of both for sure. Definitely. There's times where he gives us the answers that we, we are really needing and maybe it's not what we expected, but he mm-hmm. he gives us what we need. Like in this place, they needed deliverance and they got deliverance. Right. Um, but in other situations, it's just like I said, it's just that understanding that, that he is that ever present help in troubled times and we can look to him. And even in that, there is comfort knowing that even if it doesn't work out maybe the way we had hoped, he's with us in it.
0: Yeah sometimes we bring a question to him a problem to him and we're asking him to answer that but mm. but he knows what the real issue is and what the real question should be and the answer he provides is the one that if we had all the facts that we would want because he has all the facts and all the power. Yeah. So if you were explaining this verse to a 10-year-old your children are older now but when they were younger Uh, you're sitting in the living room or you're driving in the car with them and you were talking them through this, what would that sound like?
1: Yeah, I think this is one of those situations where I think as a 10 year old, this is so applicable because how many times as in my own life, being a child, but also raising kids, because like you mentioned, I, I've raised three children. There just can be situations that just seem too hard. And as parents, we can look at them and maybe we see the bigger picture as God sees with us. But um, just being able to hold on to the fact that helping them bring this verse into whatever struggle they're facing. And seeing that God has a plan for this, God is going to help you even today as you're at school, worrying about maybe the test you have to take or um, a situation with friends that you, you're not really seeing how it's going to resolve, mm-hmm. that, that God is saying, look to me, mm-hmm. keep your eyes on me, mm-hmm. take your eyes off of these things that are, are feeling like they're really weighing you down and look to me as the person who's going to help you no matter what it is you're facing. So I think it's really applicable for our children for sure.
0: Yeah, And I love how you phrase it in terms of like where are you looking? Where are you looking for help? What are you, what's mm-hmm. your what are your eyes fixed on? The problem or the Lord? That is so helpful yeah. because uh you know, in the middle of a very complex situation, we can't keep all these complicated things in mind, but but where we're looking for help, that I feel like the Lord is uh, going to help us to remember. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we like to ask the question if what would it sound like if you were to take this verse and turn it upside down, flip it on its head so mm-hmm. we can hear what it's not saying, so we yeah. can better understand what it is saying. So could you walk us through that?
1: Absolutely. And I actually think that is so important with this particular verse because the upside down message of it (laughs) is what I think our kids and even ourselves, you know, we ourselves as adults are hearing all day long, which is Mm. I'm all I need. I can rely on myself. I know what to do. There there really is in one sense, one way to capture the upside down meaning of this verse. And it's that pride, that self-dependent, I've got this, you know, Mm. and it's kind of what slogans are made out of this day is, you know, mm-hmm. you can do it. You got this. And uh, I think that's the real kind of upside down message. Because when we pursue that message, all of the weight of every situation is on our shoulders. And that's mm-hmm. where we begin to see the, the burdens that people carry is because we're living in this upside down message of Second Chronicles twenty twelve.
0: And the right side up message is not that we have it, but he has us.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: This has been great. I love this verse. Mm -hmm. I've not thought about it in a while, but it brings back just wonderful memories of how the Lord has used this in my own life. And I'm glad you've pointed us to it. Eliza, would you just take a moment and pray this verse for all of us as we close?
1: Absolutely. Father, we just come before you and we thank you for your words that encourage us and strengthen us in the midst of many great, challenging things that we face. Lord, you call us back to the simple idea of, keeping our eyes on you. So I pray today, I pray for myself, I pray for Champ, I pray for everybody listening to this podcast today, that whatever it is they are facing, that they would turn their eyes to you, knowing that you are there to be their helper, their comforter, and their provider. Thank you for this promise that just reveals who you are to us. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Thanks for listening to In the Word, On the Go. This episode is brought to you by New Growth Press, which aims to bring gospel-centered resources to every church and home. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.